On today's episode of the Outbuilder Podcast, Ben Baseball and I are back and we are talking all things MLB. We're post-trade deadline. We are not too far from the playoffs. Lots of fun to be had. Lots of interesting things have happened so far in the season. It's a short one, but it's been jam-packed full of fun. So we got lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about the latest failings of Joe West. And we are going to discuss what is next for some of the flailing teams in the MLB. It's all right here. We're looking forward to having you guys. We want to remind everyone, as usual, that today's show is brought to you by Audible Books. AudibleTrial.com forward slash SLM is the link. It's a free trial. Go over there. You can get a free book. Get it started. Give it a try. No cost to you. It's a great product. I use it. The great Sambino uses it. Ben Baseball uses it. We can't get enough of Audible. We use it all the time. AudibleTrial.com forward slash SLM. Since Blue Loud Media, SLM. Go over there. Get a free trial. Give it a shot. See what you think. You'll be hooked. I promise. And you just let them know that the guys from Sensibly Loud sent you. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 124, presented by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. When you're at the restaurant and they have the tray of all the fake dessert. Baseball, Ben, what's going on, man? Oh, hello, hello, relatively clean-shaven J-Mac. I didn't recognize you. I know, man. Had to had to take the beard down about once. So, how familiar are you with growing uh, ample amounts of facial hair? Uh, we're gonna go with super familiar, except the opposite. Got it. So, like a one and a half on the one to ten scale, maybe. Let's just say when it comes to facial hair, I'm still about twelve or thirteen years old. Got it. So, when you first met me, I was clean shaven majority of the time, actually. And, I believe so. Yes, and it was something that my my father kind of, you know, being the military guy, he was kind of harped on a little bit and, you know, looked presentable, all that kind of stuff. And I just, it was just something that was always ingrained in me. And probably once I got out of college and, and started working a few years in, I started growing a beard more consistently and just keeping it nice and trim, just like, you know, kind of in style and whatnot right now. And can't grow it on my head, got to grow it on my face, that kind of thing, you know? I hear you. And so I... uh I've always kept it, but about once or twice a year, um, you really have to just chop it all down and start again because it starts to get different links and different, you know, just different things happen. And it, it just, sometimes you just got to start from scratch. And so today was one of those days I just had to start from scratch. And, and it was funny because I, I shaved, all right, you know, went and took a shower, shaved and everything. Didn't see my wife for a while. And I saw her later and I kind of you know, not thought about it, kind of forgotten about it. I thought, you know, I mean, it's not like the, the most epic news of the day or anything. I can't even believe we're starting the show off with this discussion. But, You're welcome. Yep, love it. And uh, she was like, holy crap. And I was like, oh, right. I completely forgot that I'd even <laughs> shaved in the first place, you know. So uh, I, I do like to do it without saying anything and just kind of, you know, randomly grow it back. It'll be back by the next show. Did your kid recognize you? Uh, he did, actually. I was worried about that, though. Because... I want to say it wasn't until I was like seven years old until I saw my dad without a beard yeah, and, or without a mustache at least and didn't recognize him. Totally petrifying. Same thing happened to my little sister with my father. Same kind of thing. And he yeah. had shaved his mustache off just to, because every now and then you got to just start over and, you know, same kind well, of thing. Speaking of resetting things, as I'm sure you know, as the baseball season winds down, we're really starting to see who's going to end up in the tournament. So later on in the show, we're going to talk about uh, the playoff format and let you know kind of who all is where if the season ended today. So lots of good content on the docket. In the meantime, how you been holding up, J-Mac? What's going on in your baseball world? I mean, I watched the Astros the other night balk in a run to lose in the 10th inning. It was one of the better things I've ever seen in my whole life. That's fantastic. I just I'm actively rooting for the chaos, just like I said I was going to at the beginning of this season. It's it's so crazy, and I had heard like an old urban legend that a game can't end on a balk, but I guess that's wrong. Yeah, I mean it's it, the way a balk works is pretty straightforward, and if you do it, I mean it's out of there. The, yeah. the greatest was just the way that the dugouts all exploded afterwards and everything because you know angry about baseball things. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember who they were playing? Yeah, the, it was so. It was the actual 
there was the game on the first, and they were playing Texas, actually. They were playing the Rangers. Well, the Rangers actually won one, something that's only happened 13 other times this season. It was like an hour after we got off the air last week. <laughs> of course. It's always how it goes. I mean... Yeah. Makes you know, sense. Yeah, I mean, and you've got ridiculous things happening. Like on Wednesday, the Giants won a game against the Rockies 23-5. to You know, like, <laughs> I love watching a team get 23 runs hung on them. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's the record still, what, 33 by Th- Texas? 33, I believe, against Baltimore, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, you look at the, the line here, you know, and you have the one through nine inning of the box score, and you have, and it shows the runs that are scored. It's three, two, two, one, one, seven, two, five, zero. <laughs> Brutal. And the very fact that Colorado came back to hang 20, uh, five runs on them is impressive. I'll give them that. Yeah, they didn't take the night off except no. their pitching staff. Everyone else had to work, though. Correct. Do you remember that? that uh, so last year they started the London series with the Red Sox and the Yankees. There mm-hmm. was a game where they played and the final score was like 17 to 13 or something like that. Wow. And I was like, they can't think that this is how baseball is played, I hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, what they do, like use a wiffle ball. I don't know. I don't really remember how it all went down, but it was brutal. An absolute beatdown. But yeah, man, it's it's been a a weird season just because it has been shortened and everything. And you do have like a ton of doubleheaders and stuff, which I can't get over the ending in the seventh. That's really strange. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to do it, but it's very strange. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, from a timing standpoint, that they're trying to squeeze them in. Yeah. Are you surprised that they've kept going? No. I think that once the um, Miami stuff happened and the St. Louis stuff happened, that none of that shut it down. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're in this for the stretch. But, man, so first of all, the great Sambino called it. Um, shout out. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you can't. Like, like in the in the time, right? Like whenever that was all going down with the Miami thing, it had this feeling like it was over, really going to be over very quickly. It really did, and it really seemed like it was headed down that path. And I got to give it to them for braving it out through that, because like the other side of that could have been way uglier, and somehow it just wasn't. Which does always make me kind of turn my head a little bit. Um, yeah, but you know, it, here's I, my concern. Yeah, is what did it do to public trust? And and well, I, I heard a weird stat the other day, like at, when that happened, did people who weren't just big baseball fans keep watching? Well, I don't think so. Yeah, it, well, and that comes. So I agree, but I I, I think that it comes back to the the absolute drag it out fight that they had leading up to it of. Pretty much hearing, well, baseball is not going to happen. They went from being the sport that could return first to the one of the last ones to do it, and in one of the most dysfunctional ways possible that they could have done. And it really comes down to that. It really that matters, and the way that it was presented matters. And what I think is going to happen then is remember where we're going to be at in October. Yes, it's going to be playoff baseball, but NFL is going to be back. And for the first time ever, baseball is going to be competing with the NBA Finals, like playoff baseball. Yeah, I'm not thinking that baseball is going to pull big numbers. It's interesting, though, because the bubble ratings for the NBA have been down. I think I saw yesterday 23% across the board, Hmm. which is very interesting to me. I wonder what MLB's numbers have looked like. They've got to be horrendously bad, right? I do not think that they are good. They're always not good, but I do not think that they are good. Are we able to find anything out there that's, I I can't, like that stuff is so, and like it gets really weird too because there's like the regionalized stuff and like all that as far as, you know, I don't know. I'm not really sure if there is like a collective number. It does say, um, Yahoo said that through the first couple of weeks of the 2020 seasons, ratings were up. They jumped about 4% over that period. But, I mean, once again, you have a 60-game season. You have, I mean, Things changed significantly really yeah. quickly as far as how the game actually goes. But I do see, as of July 24th, that they had definitely come back to earth after kind of a strong start. So, And I bet the strong start would be attributed. Don't look at, compare it, you know, this point in the year to last year at this point. You want to compare it to opening week last year. Correct. So you're going to have 
a jump in ratings, especially because you can't have fans in the stadium. So there's only one way to see it, and that's watching it on TV. So like that does make sense to me. But I mean, we're talking about the the framing of it and everything. I mean, we we like we we make up a very small, very very minuscule, tiny percentage portion of shows that talk about baseball and that have fans that listen to this show and everything. And even we were like, this is not going to happen. Sam was the only one that was like, ah, <laughs> you know, I mean, Jimmy was on his same kind of thing. He was like, ah, you know, I don't know about that. There was, you know, I mean, everyone kind of thought it wasn't going to happen. And so it kind of got to this thing where it, it just sort of got washed away like everything else, you know? Yeah. And, Mostly through because of dumb choices that baseball, whether it be ownership, you know, the league itself, the players association, whomever, you know, there was a lot of uh, missteps along the way. But also, you know, the public is kind of also to blame. And I don't mean to blame to blame, but like there are other things that are occupying the public's mind as to whether or not the Reds won last night. You know what I mean? Yes, there are bigger issues at hand right now. Exactly. And, and you know, so I'm not saying we put the blame just on bla- baseball and not that the word blame is right, but, you know, the, the fans, it's not as important. Can we blame the Reds? Always. Okay, good. just checking. I just want to be sure. I, I just want to be sure that we still have certain constants in our lives here, and that, that seems to always be a good one is to be able to, to blame the reds that being said when i drove by their ballpark it was a good looking ballpark it's a great outside. ballpark a, there is symbiotically nothing wrong with the reds other than the fact that they're just a small market team yeah there's nothing specifically wrong like there's there's no reason that we should hate on the reds we just kind of do so do you, would you consider Oakland a small market, or would you consider it part of the Bay Area a massive market? Oh, it's a small market for sure because the the market out there, and you you see it, you see it in just the merchandising and all that. And and we've actually discussed a little bit about this before, but it was uh, earlier on in the show. But the way that the 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 actual MLB mapping of that market for Oakland is very very enclosed. It's surrounded on both sides by the Giants' television rights. And so you have this right. thing where it's like just this one localized thing and you don't necessarily capture more of the Bay Area like the Giants do. So uh, you they, have to they live are in like Oakland, Berkeley or one other place. Right. They are a small market team for all intents and purposes. I, I think uh, it's a weird thing, too, because I don't think that a lot of people realize one, what that means and two, why that's not necessarily always a bad thing. It's a bad thing whenever you choose to use that as an excuse not to actually put out a good product. But Oakland doesn't do That's that. That's fair. No, not at all. Oakland, I think, excels at being the the little brother club Correct. In, a, in a large metropolitan area. So I've, I'm glad that this came up because we talked about something last week uh, in regards to the Texas Rangers. And <laughs> while they're not considered a small market team, I'd say they're a mid-market team in my mind. And I've decided, and this is just more of an update than anything else, but I've decided that I haven't gotten my old investigative Red Sox hat on in a while. So I'm going to pull that okay. off, do, dust it off a little bit. And I'm going to look into this situation okay. a little bit more and, and give us a little bit more detail about what the hell is going on and why John Daniels seems to always be hamstrung here. Because I don't know that he's to blame. And I'm not going to sit there and, and absolutely murder this guy. Well, I might. But I'm, I'm going to try not to sit here and murder this guy for putting together a bad baseball team when he may not have the options. So just want to let you know. I'm looking into this for you. Yeah, I, I like and number two. Well, two or three points. First off, uh, I appreciate you looking into it for me. Thank you. And I know it's not just for me. It's for the greater we, that is the listeners, the overall grounds crew, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but counterpoint, I would potentially put the lens on it. The Dallas-Fort Worth area is at least the fourth largest media market in the nation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, he should certainly have more funds at his disposal. Yeah. It feels to me, this is my hypothesis, that it's like if you gave me value ingredients for to try to cook like a gourmet meal, mm-hmm. I may be able to put out a tasty meal, but that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's going to check all the boxes or do what it needs to do. Okay. 
That's kind of what it feels like. That that's a that is a great way to look at this, and I think that's what's going on too. But I don't, I don't know, man. I, I really don't because there's been times where they've spent money. There's times where they haven't, and I, I just I need to look at some of the trends and progressions of what they've done over time. And I the the last couple of years, whenever they got a new stadium put in, I can't help but think that maybe, maybe, maybe the product has gotten hamstrung over that. So we're going to look into that a little bit. I believe I, it. I, I am, I am, I am a tax-paying guy. Uh, sometimes, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but I do live right down the street from this giant new Home Depot-looking monstrosity, and I want to know exactly what we're paying for here. And this may rattle some cages and may make some people uncomfortable. As you know, I love that. I do not shy away from that. So I'm very much looking forward to some of these conversations and what we're running into. And I really think that we're going to may have to incorporate some, some calling on the show. Cause I think that part of this investigation is going to be involving the listeners and having them do some of the work too, uh, because they always do good work. I always appreciate the things that they look into for me. So, oh, yeah, we get sent some of the best stuff on social media that we, that we then share with each other or talk about and parse through it. So Definitely keep that up, and, and J-Mac, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's I'm tired of it. I'm getting I'm dusting the hat off this week. It's coming, so you're going to love it. Standing. All right, so uh, I want to get into this Joe West story. I have a perfect. feeling it's going to take some so time. Let's... I, 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 oh, I, Ben Baseball, I have printed this story off. This is how you know it's serious. Do you know what the last <laughs> thing I printed off was? What? The Red Sox and the Astros cheating scandal documentation. Oh, wow. So it's been a hot minute. Has been a little bit. But you Can know, I complain about something before you do it? Absolutely. I've been printing off all sorts of stuff because I have virtual school happening at my house throughout the day. And that doesn't mean that the work is necessarily provided by the school. That means I have to print out worksheets to watch a first grader color. So how's first grade going for you? You know, I'm doing pretty well at it. Okay. My daughter's doing incredible, but overall everything is is bogus. Okay. Do we have any grades on coloring yet? Anything like that? Uh, her coloring's better than mine, but <sighs> what's Damn to be it. expected? Damn it. Are, are you a, a an enjoy coloring guy? No. No. Not your I, thing. The anything that requires like small scale dexterity is not my jam. <laughs> We're playing we're playing pickup sticks this afternoon. Like, oh, it's not like my hands shaking. Like, look like an alcoholic at three in the afternoon. Like, I mean, I can't reach anything. Last time, so first of all, what a, what a, a reference. Uh, second of all, last time that I recall you tried to play pickup sticks, did you dislocate your shoulder in some way? Close. Uh, that was pick up a folded piece of paper on the ground with your mouth. But yes, <laughs> I dislocated my shoulder in every way. There's a great drop of you talking about that somewhere. I'll have to find it. It's a it's it's a real winner though. That's for sure. All right, let's not bury the lead though. Tell me let's. Joe West. All right. So, I'm going to read so I printed this story out Ryan Young over at Yahoo wrote the story. Uh, it's pretty short, but I think it's really it hits on the main points and I think it's really important to walk through this piece by piece because like I said, I don't think that I've been so mad about a story that I've read about anything happening in baseball in so long, especially one that does not have anything to do with either of my teams. Okay? Okay. All right. So for those that aren't aware, last so Sunday, yesterday, we record this on Monday or evening. So on Sunday, the Nationals, the World Series winning Nationals, played a uh, game against the Braves in Atlanta at Truist Park which I didn't realize, so that used to be called SunTrust Park. I want to say that they maybe merged with another bank and became Truist, possibly? Couldn't tell you. May, may need you to look into that uh, for later on. But I, I wish the great Sambino were here because he does reside in Atlanta and he could tell us a little bit more. But I'm pretty sure that's what happened, okay? Um, so they're at SunTrust Park. I'm calling it SunTrust Park, by the way. I'm not calling it Truist Park. I don't care what their new name is. I still call it Turner Field. Well, they don't play at Turner Field anymore, though. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, I mean, it's not just like a name change kind of situation. That's no. It's, that, it's a it's a physical part. difference. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Turner location or Turner Field was built for the Olympics, so I uh, get it. Otherwise, I would be one hundred percent with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, and Turner. and and in this case, I'm only like ninety percent with you. So like that's that's pretty good. Fair. Yeah. All right. I've earned that. So, um, 
The Washington Nationals general manager Mike Rizzo was ejected from the 10 to 3 loss to the Braves on Sunday afternoon. The article, I'm sorry, I should start with the title. The article is titled Nationals GM Mike Rizzo ejected from upper deck of stadium by Joe West crew in a bizarre moment. Okay. Um, so Washington yeah. Nationals general manager Mike Rizzo was ejected from, from their 10 to 3 loss to the Atlanta Braves on Sunday afternoon. Umpire Joe West and his crew weren't happy with him. Okay. So far, so first of all, we've 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 had this happen a few times with Joe West. Yes. Nothing new here. Okay. Dozens of times we've brought him up on this podcast. Here's what happened during the seventh inning, while Rizzo was watching from the upper deck of the stadium. Umpire Hunter uh, Wendelstedt suddenly could be heard on the broadcast saying, "You're out." while pointing up to the stands. He then asked for security to be called before cameras turned to Rizzo, who was seen standing alone and not wearing a mask in a section of the stadium. All right, so let me ask you this real quick. Do you want me to go on and finish this whole thing and then we can be outraged by the whole thing or do we want to be outraged piece by piece here? Piece by piece. All right. Talk to me about your thoughts on that so far. I have no issue with ejecting people for not wearing masks. I am a pro-mask individual, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think we can safely say this is a pro-mask podcast. Yes. With that in mind, if he's like, I'm picturing him alone, like in the upper deck, and there's no one around, like, come on. There was not a single person seen in his suite that he was in while he was watching the game. The general manager of the team was in the second deck in a suite, watching the game by himself. Not uncommon. Are they? Go ahead. Yeah, I guess have GMs been watching games like that this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something to to consider. Well, yes, GMs think... do that a lot. GMs go on the on the road with their team often, and and that's typically how they handle it. I mean, especially in a year when we can't have people crowded around. People know that. Yeah, I guess. In defense of the umpires, not Joe West, but in defense of the umpires and anyone looking to enforce the rules, there would be a risk if I'm like on a balcony over people mm-hmm. and like I'm sneezing or coughing. Yes. Like I could see where that would potentially be a thing. It yes. doesn't sound like that was the case here. Nope. But if you sort of pull on that thread, okay, I get it, but it's really not a good, good thing. I agree with you. I, I can understand where you're coming from, but th- okay, so we'll keep going. All right, and we'll get back to that. So um, I want to make sure. Yeah, okay, so Rizzo, West said, had been yelling at the umpires from his suite saying things like, you're brutal, quote. You're brutal. Yeah, what a, what a devastating insult. Yeah, like what? So because of COVID-19 pandemic and the lack of fans in the stadium, everything can be uh, heard down on the field. Okay, so they heard it. Um, Let's do this. Do you have the MLB mask policy by any chance? Real quick. Uh, So I have some of it pulled up. It looks like the MLB mask policy initially uh, from July has been changed. Mm -hmm. And they now are saying, you know, as a result of some of the delays we talked about, players are required to wear face masks while in the dugout or bullpen. Um since games have begun, most players weren't wearing masks. Uh, also indicates that umpires must wear face masks unless it makes them unable to do their job. That's all I can find on the MLB's mask protocol. That's because that's all there is, and that is more specific than it was originally. Now, let me ask you this. In any sense, does it say general manager in there? I see. I did not read that word on my page. I did not either. And, and I, can under, I, I can even understand pushing the implication to that. Because it needs to be everybody. I, I Make no mistake, I have no problem with the mask part. I, I'm pretty okay with the mask thing, but I do it to, to at least appease everybody else because that's what we're doing here. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily about me, and that's yep. okay. There's no, I have no problem with that. That's not an issue. What sure. I do have an issue with is, first of all, Joe West taking it upon himself to enforce these rules, which I'm not even 100% sure umpires are supposed to be enforcing these kinds of rules at all. I'm fine with them. like a league office rule. Right, and I'm fine with them enforcing those rules on the field. We're talking about someone that was standing up in a suite by himself. In the second deck. In the second deck, not near anybody. 
And it sounds like Joe West just had a hard time being called brutal. Yeah, like, are, that's the worst thing you've ever been called as an umpire. We called him worse on this show. Absolutely. And if he wants to call in, he's more than welcome. 972-885-9361. But like, I, I don't think that there is any actual reason for using that as a reason to kick a general manager out of a game just because he's being critical of your job performance that's overall very shitty often. Yes, absolutely. It, it sounds to me like he just got uh, unduly upset and took it out on the GM. This sounds... In a, in a weird sort of power move type thing. So, and we're not done with it, but you want to show off that kind of power and look like you're enforcing a rule that shouldn't apply to like the, the general management. And, and like, to be fair, I've seen a lot of general managers wearing masks when they interact with the team and all that stuff more than I have it. But I'll say this though, when you're by yourself, like the mask doesn't do anything. That's not the point. Like right. I go running all the time by myself without wearing a mask. It's not a big deal. I just stay away from people. Yep. And if you're like, there's no risk there. So that's bullshit. It's a personal vendetta in my book. Yeah. And that is the kind of thing that is going to murder this game because it's murdered just about everything else in this country right now. But we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Any other thoughts on that part of it? No, I mean, I, I know a little bit of where this is going, but uh, I can't wait. Um, Take oh, us home. One other thing. One other thing before we get there. Um, do you happen to have the Cobb County mask policy available? Because the, the original policy around masks involved the MLB saying that it's using the home state as like th their, their guidance and policy on masks, which was passing the buck. But do you happen to have that handy? I do. So according to CobbCounty.org, uh, their COVID-19 update, quote, everyone entering the building will be required to undergo screenings. Mm -hmm. Visitors are advised to wear masks and must maintain social distance of at least six feet from other visitors or county employees. Would you say that if you're in the upper deck, you're maintaining social distance? No problems. Sounds like it. By yourself? Yes. Got it. Just making sure. Just checking in for a good old Joey here. I'm good. so tired of this guy. All right, so he was quoted after the game. I wouldn't take that. For, so he, he, this is in response to Mike Rizzo calling him brutal. I wouldn't take that from a player. I wouldn't take that from a manager. I wouldn't, if it was Donald Trump, I'd eject him too, but I'd still vote for him. So I saw what? your eyes roll right there. I saw it, and that was my thought too. This is the crazy old man bullshit. That has no bearing on anything. Anything. I don't give a fuck what your political views are. I really don't care. Like, everybody has the right to ever, whatever they want to believe. I'm fine with that. I'm not out to change people's mind about political views. I'm not. I really don't care, like, what side you're on. Like, the whole fact that it's become that in the first place pisses me off. That's another conversation for another day. This is injecting that kind of rhetoric into a simple game of whether you should enforce rules or not. That's the part that bothers me. It has nothing to do with who's in the White House. It has nothing to do with anything else. I don't give a fuck about any affiliation. Take all the labels off. I don't care. I just want it fair. And you can't sit there and throw someone out because of a personal vendetta and then try to incorporate something like that into it. That makes me very angry. Yeah, it should. What are your thoughts on this? Well, uh, I am very political, and I'm also the type of person who does try to change people's minds, and I understand it's something I'm working on. But I tell you what, <laughs> given the, the parameters and the confines of where we're at specifically, it's like it, – I don't know. It's, it's like me saying because, um, because I stubbed my toe on the way in from, from walking in from you know, taking out the trash or whatever, the kids can't have dessert. Like, it's not related. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he called you brutal, so you threw him out because he wasn't wearing a mask? Does that mean that if he was wearing a mask, you wouldn't have thrown him out, even if he called you brutal? Or does that mean, you know, like, you have too many different weird, you know, disconnecting points. Get over yourself. You're bad at your job. Admit it. Like, this has nothing to do with Donald Trump. I don't know why we're talking about Donald Trump in the context of throwing a general manager out of a baseball game, you're an umpire. You're an 
umpire Joe West. And you should be ashamed of yourself for the way that you're conducting yourself and your job. Because you know what? I have political beliefs too, and I go to work every day and I do my job and keep my fucking mouth shut. Because you know what? Like That doesn't apply to my workplace. That doesn't apply to what I do on a day-to-day basis. And it has no, no bearing here whatsoever. And you know, we've talked about Joe West in a lot of different contexts and mostly negative contexts because the things that he does are infuriating. And I understand that he may not be the biggest believer in the coronavirus and all that kind of stuff, but it goes right back to what we were talking about before, that you know what? The main reason I wear a mask is to respect other people because I care about people. And you know what? I'm not saying that Joe West doesn't care. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying that he's conflating his job with his personal beliefs and And those two things, when you're a major league umpire where millions of dollars rely on the outcomes of how you conduct business, not necessarily so much directly here with the general manager, but in general, when you let those beliefs seep in to what is right or wrong, that's a problem. That is a problem. And I know that there are guys that stand on both sides of the aisle on the, on, you know, in the league and some don't care at all. I know that and that is fine. Again, I'm not here to tell anybody how they should feel. I don't care how anybody else feels in that sense. What I do care about, though, is the integrity of the game and we're losing the integrity of the game over things like this. Every single day we're losing the integrity of the game over just how bananas this season has been. I agree with that, but this is even more so like this is showing blatant bias is what this is doing. Like this is, this is because your, your trash analogy was perfect about stubbing the toe and not, and not getting dessert and all that, because those things don't, those aren't all on the same plane. Those aren't the same thing, Joe West. So I don't give a fuck who you're voting for. You know, I don't care who anybody's voting for, to be real honest with you. I don't care. What I care about is that this, the integrity of this sport maintains. And you know what? It's already struggling mightily without Joe West bullshit crap. It really is. Do you know if the league has said anything yet? Because this all went down yesterday. Yes. So I'll I'll read the rest of the story and and we'll kind of get there in a second. So. Uh, microphones picked up on someone in the Braves dugout saying that Rizzo doesn't have a mask on, though masks are required due to the coronavirus pandemic, and Rizzo should have been wearing one. Every shot of him shown on the broadcast showed that he was alone in his section watching the game. Okay? Are you ready? Are you buckled up? Do you have a seatbelt on, Ben Baseball? I mean, almost always, but yes. Okay. Many speculated that West had ejected Rizzo for not wearing a mask, which he would have been extremely hypocritical, as West is on the record for being skeptical about the coronavirus and and wasn't wearing his mask correctly on the field. Oh. Fuck this guy, man. Like, what the hell? What are we doing here? I don't understand. It's the the thing from Animal Farm. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Like, I mean, this is just ridiculous. Right. Now, I suppose if he voted the other way, maybe that he wouldn't have tossed him out of the game and, and, you know, made a mockery of of a general. The whole thing is so stupid to begin with. And, and, And just to, you know, to sit there and conflate all this shit, it pisses me off. And then to not have it on correctly yourself. Fuck you, dude. If you want to be held to that standard, his umpire staff should have thrown him out then. But of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, he. I think I don't know if he was the crew chief of this one. I'd imagine he is. He usually is. I don't know what you do about that. But um, in regards to your question, uh, Major League Baseball has started an inquiry into the incident with Rizzo, who signed a three-year extension with the organization on Saturday. So the Major League Baseball is looking into it. Good luck with that. They didn't punish teams that cheated to win a World Series. What 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 is going to come of this? Nothing. 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 They punished Joe West last time he did something stupid. And that's my point. Um, Joe West was quoted in July saying, if this game hasn't gotten me by now, no virus is going to get me. I've weathered a bunch of storms in my life. I'll weather another one. That is not how science works, Joe West. And we actually put him in the POS corner for that, if you recall. I do. Thanks for going to find out Joe West's a flat earther. I know, right? Man, just... I've struggled with this because a lot of this game has been ruined for me by doing this show. <laughs> I'm going to be real honest. And and people don't understand in a, a greater context, so I'm going to explain. This show makes you look into things. 
And I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I mean, I just told you I'm dusting off the reporter hat. So like I'm I'm raring to go. This is right up my alley for someone like me. This is perfect. But the hypocrisy and the the just blatant disregard for the respect of baseball in general has been exposed to me in new ways that I've never knew existed before. And it's gotten to the point where like, I almost hate my own team. I always love the Red Sox. I'll always own them. I will always live or die by their success as far as like on a baseball, you know, diamond goes, but like, it's really, really changed from where my head was at in 2013 versus where it is now kind of thing. I use 2013 just because that was one of the most locked in I've ever been to a team. And well, and to that end, like, I don't want to speak for Sam, but heck, you are not alone. We we love doing this pod every week. It's it's fantastic. It's a highlight. But just digging up some of this stuff, like there are some days where it's like, oh, I'm gonna wear a hat that's not a Ranger hat today because this this is you know not a good yeah. not a good day for Rangers, you know, or, or not a good day for baseball anytime that they uh you know can't get this right or or continue to not get out of their own way. Believe it or not, one of my least favorite things was having to read a report about how my team cheated. I was going to do it because I said I'd do it, but like, wasn't very fun, you know. And it's so it's it's tough because you 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 struggle to find a balance of it, and you know, especially when you you looked into this stuff long enough, you start to have a real good gut feeling whenever you sniff something that doesn't smell right. And these are the kinds of things where they may not seem like big incre- like big changes, but the small incremental changes that seep into integrity in a game, the, the, the damages can be catastrophic. And yeah. the amount that we've had seep into this game since Rob Manfred has been the commissioner of this league is disgraceful. It's disgraceful, yeah, it's, uh, and it's something that people are going to forget about, and I can't believe that they will, but they will. The word erosion just kind of comes to mind, just just consistently. Yes. The way that uh, the public's trust, I mean, yes, the, the Astros cheating scandal followed by the Red Sox, but the cheating scandals with the World Series and sign stealing, probably the, the darkest stain on baseball since the strike, you know? Worse than the strike. You're talking about of 94 or are you talking yeah. about, okay. Worse than the strike for sure. By a long shot, because at least something got done during the strike at the end of the day. <laughs> Nothing actually happened to the people that did this other than that. They've complained about being treated unfairly. Well, let me, let me reframe it. I mean, from a ruining the public's trust in the institution. Got it. Okay. That's, that's fair. It's definitely not from an outcome standpoint, but from a how people, the general public, you know, John Q public or whoever, how they view baseball as an entity. You know, they don't give a shit if it's Manfred or, you know, Joe West or, you know, Astros general manager or Red Sox owner, you know, like that doesn't matter. Those are just names they care about. Is baseball good? You know, is baseball worth my time, my attention? my energy and more often than not nowadays the answer is turning out to be no it's not no and that's that's the part that kills me and i talked about how it's made me like struggle with the franchise that i've you know grown up loving and everything and it, it really has i can't understate that enough like it is really hard to to just understand that this season is going to be bad because this guy doesn't want to spend money you know, like, yet ticket prices are still going to stay the same. You know, all that's going to stay the same or go up in a lot of cases. It is really hard to sit there and look the crookedness of this game in the eye and then have a positive feeling when you lay down your pillow on your pillow at night. It really is tough. And I don't mean this, this to make it a plight about us because it's definitely not about us by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it illustrates a bigger point because, you know what, we are the most ardent baseball fans. We love baseball. It's the whole reason we started this show. You and I is because we wanted to talk about baseball. We've been doing it for three years now. I love it. I wouldn't do anything other than that. I, I just, you know, that's the whole reason we're doing this. All that to be said. It takes a toll. And there are just times where I'm like, I don't fucking care about the Red Sox because they do nothing but make me angry as far as how they're approaching this. I've had it, you know, and you've been kind of in the same boat as far as, you know, outlook on this season. And the product on the field is such a small 
part of it all, you know, and we walked into this season knowing it was almost hopeless from the very beginning and, and they don't give a shit. And then they sit there and put their hand, their hands up like pandemic, I guess, blah, blah, blah. you know, it's like, you're, well, you're killing this sport, killing it. I don't even know if I'd say I would use the word like, you know, stained or tarnished. This, the season is tarnished just yeah. overall. Yes, because there was no actual outcome of it as far as punishment or anything right. like that, you know? So it's tough, right? And so, you know, it makes things like this really hard to understand and frame and, and, and put a reasonable understanding as to what to do. I don't really know how you handle this. There are several options, I guess. I mean, they run into the issue where you have an umpire's union. So there's only so much you can do to suspend the guy. And I don't really know exactly what the rules are around holding up integrity, but that should be a much, much bigger discussion in the grand scheme of how we handle umpires and the decisions they make and how they're graded and, and how they're used. Like I know that the the umpires are looked at as far as a percentage of calls that were properly done to determine who umpires in the World Series and the playoffs and whatnot. So, you know, there's got to be some sort of system you're using to look at somebody and say, this guy's making the right calls, he's not making the right calls, and then scale that up from there. Because that's the only thing that I can potentially think of. Because the hardest part about having someone... And, you know, dealing with union employees is how to discipline properly and, and build that paper trail the right way. If you do have someone that's a problem, and especially someone that's a crew chief. And I just I don't know what you exactly do about this. Well, and that's the thing, too, is what could they do that would stick? And, you know, you and I could could agree or disagree on unions. I'm a very pro union individual, especially to be recording this on Labor Day, brought to you in part by unions. Nice. Um but like with that in mind, if someone's bad at their job, union or not, like you're bad at your job. Right. We talk about this with Angel Hernandez all the time. Same kind of thing. There's, you know, there's no rhyme or reason for how we're holding these guys that hold others accountable. And that is an issue. And that's a big issue that this game is facing it, among many, many, many others. And it's like if they're not careful, it's going to choke the life out of the sport so fast uh, th this kind of thing, I can't understand enough how dangerous this is. Again, I want to I want to make this abundantly clear because I don't know how to make it more clear. I don't give a fuck who you vote for. I don't care who he votes for. It really doesn't matter. The fact that we're having this discussion in the context of baseball at all is astounding to me. It really is. And that's the part that gets me. Yeah. And I don't really know what we do to fix this because how are you going to sit? Because the problem is I'm also a very big believer in the first amendment and being able to say what I want to say. And, you know, and I know that, you know, that there's lots of arguments about that and, and whatnot, but like at the end of the day, he's welcome to have those feelings and those opinions and all that. I have no problem with that, but when it gets in the way of his job, that's where I have a problem. That's the whole reason we're talking about this. Yeah, unless his job is to share his political opinions. Absolutely, which, which again, I have no problem with that. Go ahead and go do that if you want to do that old Joe West. Get out of baseball then. No one cares about your political affiliations. Get out of baseball. We'll put up the Simpsons meme of old man yells at clouds. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let me ask you this. Is this a... So uh, a big discussion that we had actually last episode where you and I talked about players using their platform and everything. Is this an example of Joe West trying to use a what small, tiny platform he has? Is there a Joe West fan club, do you know? His mom. There's no way that guy's mom's still alive. Zero chance. That guy's like 100 as, as it is. I don't know, man. I've, I've seen Indiana Jones. That cup will make you live forever. I want to talk to somebody that can defend this point. Now, so here's the thing is when it comes to using your platform, there's a time and a place for it too. LeBron doesn't talk about his brand in a post game, you right. know, like that's not how it works. Right. Exactly. And I, I, especially when you're defending a mistake that you just made, does he just not view this as a mistake? Is that what's going on here? No, never admit you're wrong, Justin. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it. But, I mean, I, you know, I, 
<laughs> we talk about, I mean, we're sitting here talking about integrity, right? And you know what? Like part of that is, I mean, we, we just, we just hit on this. Part of that is ha- being able to come to the table and say, you know what? I misspoke on this point, or you know what? I do have to read a report about my team cheating and that stinks, but it is what it is. I'm not going to shy away from it because they stink or they're good or what. I, that, that's not how that works. And so yeah. sure. I'm, I'm fine with using your platform. Then create a platform for yourself, Joe West. Like that, that's, you know, come on. Everybody else does it. We've done it. Do you it yourself. You don't think that guy's on uh, TikTok or Instagram? Oh, God. He's, he's not always on TikTok. Joe West. Dude, I would love to hear a Joe West podcast for like five. I would love to call oh and talk. God. There's zero chance that Joe West would ever talk to me. Someone like me who would ask him real questions about this, right? I'd rather get an ice pick lobotomy. I, well, me too. But would, would he actually answer questions about this if you for real if you asked him about this? No, because he was asked about this and he didn't answer any questions. That's a good point. Like the evidence is there, so yeah, there's anyway, a very clear this path. This is depressing. Let's 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 move on to something to look forward to. Okay, sound good. Talk any other me. Joe West thoughts? I, I just I'm so outraged by this story. Everybody should be because it's it's you know again it has nothing to do with the affiliations or anything like that. It's the actual integrity of this game, and I have a problem with yeah. that. I really do. So. Yeah. That's where we Absolutely. are. I'm, I'd love to hear how the great Sambino feels about this, but I'd imagine it's similar. Yes, uh, 100% agree. Uh, so two things. One, make sure that if you're checking us out on social media, you can comment mid-show. Uh, like we just saw a comment pop up from uh, from Duster Dan. Uh, J-Mac, why don't you show off that shirt? It's a, it's a that? nice little Ferris Bueller shirt. You know, save the 86 Ferris, you know. That's good. Got to do it. Can handle that. That's fantastic. Got to stand That's up good. Ferris Bueller. Uh, and then the second, uh, second thing. So I, I know there's been, uh, yeah, uh, Joe West or Ferris Bueller. Why not both? Let's get both on the same pod and see what happens. I have no problem with that. I will create intro music for one of them, and I will, I will pepper the other one until he hates me. All right. What's next? Yeah, sorry, Matthew Broderick. No, uh, so the next thing we're going to talk about is what do we have to look forward to in October? Yes, pumpkin spice lattes. Yes, a socially distant and safe Halloween. But what we definitely want to talk about is um, the playoffs and where things are going. So playoff picture, this is a substitute of an old segment used to do called Around the Diamond, but now there's a little less time to do that uh, because there's only 60 games. So... Remember, for 2020, the playoff rules changed. This year, they're taking the eight best teams from the AL and the eight best teams from the NL. You tracking? Yep, right with you. So if the season ended today, these are the teams that would come out of the AL. Tampa. Okay. The Chicago White Sox. Mm -hmm. The Oakland A's. Mm -hmm. The Cleveland Racist names. Mm Mm-hmm. Toronto Blue Jays, mm-hmm. the Disastros. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first wild card team are the Minnesota Twins, and finally the New York Yankees, rounding out the second wild card team. What are your thoughts on the AL postseason teams if the season ended today? How are the Blue Jays and the the Rays coming out? Is that because of the realignment? Did they realign Toronto with the Central? Yes, so um, Toronto. No, Toronto's still in the East. Okay, that's what I but, thought. Uh, yeah, but of the American League, uh, the it's the two best teams from you know. So the E one and E two yep. are the Tampa and the Blue Jays. Yep. Uh, C one and C two are Chicago and uh, Cleveland, and then W one, W two, A's and Astros. At Got that it. point, then they just take the best records. So in that case, the Twins and the Yankees. Uh, teams on the outside looking in. Uh, all are below 500. So the Orioles and the Tigers and the Mariners are the, are the teams that are just missing it. I saw something the other day that it, it'll be the first time more than one team makes the playoffs that it's under 500 since like the 70s or something like that. Yeah, I believe that. Pretty rough. It's ridiculous. So no it Yankees, huh? It has been a great year for baseball. So no Yankees? Uh, Yankees are the last team currently. Uh, you hate to see it. You hate to I see don't. It. You hate to see it. I have a hat in my closet that has a big N and a Y on it. Is is Aaron Judge a bust? Is Giancarlo um, Stanton washed up? I mean, what, 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 is Garrett Cole washed? What, 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 what do we got going on here? 
I don't I don't know that I'd call Judge a bust. Um, okay. From an ownership lens, at least until this year, he sold a lot of jerseys and sold a lot of tickets. Sure did. So that is someone that you would want on your team. Unless he's health, unhealthy, then it doesn't matter. That is true. Well, the people are still buying the jerseys and the tickets. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll see. Hate yeah, see. but at one at a certain point, you need to win ball games. Yes, indeed. Uh, sad news: your team and my team are the worst teams in the American League. So the Rangers are thirteen and twenty-six. The Red Sox are fourteen and twenty-eight, tied with a three thirty-three win percentage. May I tell you a quick story? Please. The other day, so okay, so we've talked about where the Red Sox are on this team on this show. Plenty. They needed to basically get under the luxury tax this year to reset their, themselves from the the repeating luxury yeah. tax uh, multiplier. Yes. And so the 31st of August was the trade deadline Mm -hmm. and was also officially when the season counted. So if it would have been called off before, no go next year, same thing. Um, So they they surpassed that. The Red Sox Twitter account tweets out. It's the, the classic meme picture that you've seen of just a keyboard. And it's all white buttons and one red button that says reset. And it just says... It has the, the shorted version of if you know, you know. Talking about resetting the luxury tax. Tell me how that sounds to fans who are trying to, you know, still follow this dog shit of a baseball team. Well, that sounds like a big old middle finger to say, we don't care about winning. We're in this for the monies. Yeah, funny how that works too, right? I was just talking about that. And of course, I took a screenshot of that because within five minutes, that was gone. Yeah. I tweeted it back at them about 15 times throughout the day. Do it every day. I and will. Just never forget. I and you'll be blocked will. by your favorite team. I'm working on That's fine. You know what? B- bring it on. Bring it on. I'm going to I'm going to get a guest for us here pretty soon. I've been talking to him a little bit. We're going to get it we're going to make it happen here in the next couple of weeks who is very much uh in the camp of being very pissy when things like this happen. Surprise guest. I'm going to keep you in the lurch for just a, a little bit on it, but you'll sweat. I will learn it. soon. Good guy. So any other any other thoughts on the American League? Man, yeah, like I, I think the Rays have quietly been better than people thought, even though they have like ten people, five of their starters are on the DL or something like that. Yeah, uh, it's because the they IL. have forty eight starting pitchers. Right. I mean, they they were the ones who who piloted the the pitching by committee. Right, A's are incredible, I think, and yes. I don't, I really don't see them slowing down in any way, shape, or form. Those are really some of the bigger notes I've seen in the AL, honestly, of just things that I've noticed myself. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more on your take on Oakland. I think they're the team to beat right now, even though they don't have the best record. I think they're the team that would scare me the most, okay. uh, followed by Tampa. I love that Chicago is competitive. I didn't see it coming this year. I still thought it would be, you know, like this was the Twins year, followed maybe by Cleveland still hanging on. But uh, the fact that, that the White Sox overtook both of them, uh, shout out. Love it. Well done, uh, south side of Chicago. It's, it's pretty brutal. Um, I think that there's a pretty good-sized mis- mismatch when it comes to pitching for the White Sox. I think that might be something they struggle with down the stretch. But we'll, we'll look more into that as we get, as we get there. One thing that I, I will say that I was surprised about and, and – it's more of the come-up story than anything else, but Baltimore has they're reasonably right around 519 and 21. And, yeah. I mean, they're growing a ton. They're growing young, homegrown talent. And seems like they've, you know, they're starting to kind of get something figured out there. I think the issue with Baltimore is just that they play in a really competitive division. So they need three other teams to get worse while they get better. Right. And they were also very old as far as like talent goes. That's why they traded Machado. You know, like they were just getting to the point where they couldn't sustain. I mean, it's just like what just happened to the Red Sox. They just couldn't sustain the payroll, which, you know, it does happen. I'm not saying that stuff doesn't happen, but it's it's a good signal to burn things down and and restart. So um, the Angels... Don't surprise me as far as not being that good. They never are. So, I was, no. yeah. So, all right. What else? What do you think about the NL? All right. So, in the NL, once again, if the season ended right now, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Cubs. Wow. When's the last time both Chicago teams were in the playoffs at the same time? But That's not important right now. It is. Uh, San Diego, St. Louis, the Phillies, and the two wildcard teams 
Colorado and the Giants. Your outside looking in would be Marlins, Mets, and surprisingly, the Brewers would all be on the outside looking in. Yeah, the Brewers aren't great, man. It's sad. They're a sad yeah. team to watch. They haven't been healthy. No, they really haven't. And they've just uh, they built something a few years ago, and I think they missed their window. I really do. That's a shame. Yeah. And it's you a shame to have. To see it. Oh, you hate to see it for someone like Christian Yelich. Yeah. And that's, I mean, especially on your fantasy team. But I mean, he's going to continue to produce, but. Send him to Texas. We'll take him. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think anybody would probably take him, right? I mean. Yeah. I, I, did he ever sign an extension? I don't know if he did or not. I think he did right before he got hurt. I say that's right. I, I don't quote me on that, though. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. I think that's um, right. But, no, I think what's, what's really interesting is record-wise, the Dodgers continue to be the best team in baseball. They are 30 and 12. That's a 714 win percentage. Pretty good. Uh, the next best team in their division uh, is the Padres at 25 and 17. Still five games back. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I mean, and then you're looking at the, the Giants, who are, you know, are basically a 500 ball club that put 23 runs on a team the other night. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I think there's some optimism with the Cubs as far as how things are going with David Ross. I don't I don't really know. I haven't watched a ton of Cubs. I started watching some today a little bit, but um haven't really gotten into them too much quite yet. I feel like a lot of this will start to shape up here pretty soon. And that's yeah. what I'll really start to dive in. Um it's really interesting to me how particularly bad Washington has been. Oh my God. Yeah. And and I mean that was my season predictions. I thought they'd be far worse than a lot of people thought they would be. Um, but, I mean, you're only looking at nine games off the division lead, which doesn't seem like a lot. But at this point, it actually it's, it's very well insurmountable because they're just not a good baseball team. Yeah, well, and nine games in a 60-game season is hard to do. Nine games in a 160-game season, not hard to do. Right. It, there's a little bit more time for patience there. Yeah. Um, Atlanta has been absolutely crushing the baseball, and they have like a plus 40 uh, run differential when the Phillies are next in the league with minus two and the Mets are dead even. So yeah. like they're mashing the hell out of the baseball. I think what I really like is the fact that West coast ball is really taken over this year because not only do you have Oakland, you know, being one of the toughest teams in the American league, you have the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants all making it towards the playoffs, you know. And the Padres and arguably the Giants were surprising, you know, like they weren't supposed to be as good this year. May I make a observation, please? Funny how a universal DH kind of helps those teams on the other side, right? Yeah. Funny how that works. Amazing. It's almost like we've been saying this since we started the show. I um, also wonder if the. The fact that now more teams from the uh, American League West, like Texas and Houston, have had to fly to California for games, if that's helping any of the California teams. It's mm, a good point. From a distance traveled standpoint, those were the two teams who were going to have to travel the most this season when the modified this when the modified schedule came out. You know who uh, at this company looks into that more than anybody else in this world is Kyle Beats. Big travel, really? big travel, big time change guy. Big believer in it. Big time change guy. Yeah, big big into the the east to west coast time difference and how bad it screws up teams. He's not wrong. He's not exactly wrong. Yeah. And so if you're sending, you know, the Texas Rangers or the Houston Astros to California every three days, like that's uh, that that'll take a toll on you. So I agree. I think that's rough, but I will say that I think the central teams have it the easiest as far as having to travel to the West Coast just from a distance standpoint in general. Well, yes, but if I get to stay on the West Coast and just fly to Texas every once in a while versus have to go jet set back and forth all the time, I mean, raise your hand if you like going to the airport. I mean, exactly. We've been there with this company before. I missed my flights. Not great. Did um, so? Are they like going for a series and then flying right back after that? Is that what's happening here? Yeah. So they're not like staying there. I maybe I, maybe that, that's been lost on me. Well, if you look at their schedule, I mean, just just look at the home yeah. and away. And I'm not saying I'm not taking on Texas. Like, look at Houston no. as well. And uh, just those are the teams who mileage from traveling. They have to. Uh, they have to have it happen. Uh, way to go, Duster Dan. With time zones are fake. That sounds like the next thing Joe West is going to say. Don't even. Yeah, I, I'm sure he will. 
Um, man, it, I don't know that anybody's going to really be able to stop the Dodgers, but we'll see. It's going to be interesting. They always seem to fall on their butts somehow, so I'm sure that they will. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good look at where things are at. We're up on an hour. I riffed on Joe West for 40 minutes, so it's always a good time killer. Take us out of here, man. Yeah, well, if you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast because that helps us out a ton. Don't forget to check us out. We are at sensiblyloud.com. Plus, we are all over your social media pages. And you can interact with us live in show. Comment in, and we'll try to get your comments on the air. Uh, definitely huge props to J-Mac for producing this and every other episode. And I uh, can't believe we made it to 124, y'all. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your goddamn mask. Back to you, J-Mac. Wear it. We would like to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 124 of the Outfielder Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah.